This is Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. It's our weekly podcast after Mike Tomlin's press conference here on Trib Live. Tim Benz and Joe Rudder. Joe, our beat writer at Trib Live. Read him daily throughout the Steelers season as we get set for the Steelers to go on the road for the first time in three weeks after going 2-1 and one in their three-game homestand. They now have two games back-to-back on the road in division. Cleveland, then Cincinnati. First up, the Browns in the rematch after the Steelers beat Cleveland early in the season. One of the many last-minute defense bails them out at the end victories that they've had so far joe is there any reason for us to anticipate anything different this week not one bit it'll be the same type of game probably low scoring winner being at points in the low 20s um could come down the field goals uh yeah i don't expect to see anything different i you know i expect the browns to you know you you think the browns will run the ball against the steelers because they usually do it so well then kevin stefanski does something silly and starts throwing it all over the place so maybe that's that's a a cause to think something out of the ordinary might be happening but if the the browns are smart they run the ball the steelers still have problems stopping the run They, they might have some deficiencies on the back end but one thing the steelers haven't done consistently is be able to stop the run so i expect them to attack the steelers that way Let's build off of that because I agree with the first point. The Steelers will never win by two scores ever again. It's just yeah. not going to happen yeah. so long as you and I are alive. The Steelers, if they win, will it'll be by one touchdown or less. Now, how about what you were just talking about there with Cleveland? If Cleveland plays well, I mean, might this be a multi-score win for the Browns potentially, especially with the issues that the Steelers have an inside linebacker and safety, the run game component, even without Nick Chubb, that strikes me as something that the Browns might be able to exploit. It, it could come out that way. I mean, I, I think if anybody's going to win a game by you know two scores or more, it will be the Browns, especially having the fact that they're playing at home. And, you know, the way they put up the points and played well last week, you know, coming back to beat Baltimore. Um, you know, they've, they've shown this ability now to be able to do that. Deshaun Watson was phenomenal in the second half. So, yeah, I could see that being, a, you know, a possibility. And the Steelers are banged up. You don't know if you're going to have Minka Fitzpatrick back. They're, you know, a mess at inside linebacker right now, maybe relying on Quan or uh, Landon Roberts to play every down. So, yeah, there, there are some issues there that Cleveland could exploit. Um, and it's, it's a question of whether the Steelers can get going against the defense that includes Miles Garrett, who the Steelers had success against him in the first game. But, again, you know, as been the case this season, they weren't able to do much with the offense. I put up a poll on Twitter asking people what the Steelers will do over these next two games on the road against the Browns and Bengals. And I think only 14% of respondents said they'd win both. So people are expecting some of the pixie dust that's been sprinkled on the Steelers of late to vanish in at least one of these, one of these games. Um, to be honest with you, the voting was kind of neck and neck between they'll lose both or they'll beat Cleveland but lose to Cincinnati. Um, where do you fall in that permutation of four? Do they win both, lose both, beat the Browns, lose to the Bengals? Or beat the Bengals and lose to the Browns. I, I see it as the latter. There, I think they. I have a feeling they probably lose this game. Um, you know, we've just seen. You know, they're due to have one of those games like they did at Houston. 
the way they opened up the season against the 49ers. Um, they haven't, they've, they've only won one of their last five trips up there. Now, one was a tie, but they won three and one in their last five. So they haven't played that well there lately. Um, but I, but they've had an ability to bounce back. So I think they'll come back and get the split of Ohio by winning at Cincinnati the following week. I actually have more faith when the Steelers go down to Cincinnati to play the Bengals than they do when the Bengals come here. Yeah, they they seem to you know they seem to prepare well and play well down there. Um, you know you know the way they went in last year and won that game, and then actually when you know when Cincinnati came here, the Steelers had their best offensive output, although it wasn't a loss. So yeah, Cincinnati, you know they come here later in the year, which could be a defining game. Um, I, I don't know why. I just have a feeling the Steelers are going to be better prepared to get down there to play. You and I had the same reaction when Mike Tomlin kind of balked the question of who's going to wear the green dot on Sunday when it was asked if that would be a Landon Roberts job, and he said to be determined or undecided. I think undecided yeah. is what he said, but who else is it going to be? I mean, I guess potentially it could be Minka, if Minka plays. Keanu Neal, potentially, but he's got a rib injury. Let's see how that goes. Not going to be Mark Robinson. No. <laughs> uh, I think just the issue that I find here is, is if he's the green dot guy, how often are you going to keep them on the field in passing situations? Because, you know, uh, Green Bay seemed to do a decent enough job of exploiting the middle of the field when Alexander was out in game. I'm just thinking, with a week's worth of preparation, my goodness, what is Cleveland going to do knowing that that soft spot exists? As yet again, here we are, the Steelers chasing the inside linebacker position. Yeah, and you know, they, they, for a while, the first half of the season, especially the way Cole Holcomb was playing, it looked like they had finally solved that issue and were able to no longer be a mismatch for running backs and tight ends across the middle. You know, now you know, kind of, you know, uh, Luke Musgrave had some big catches for you know the Packers, and it kind of reared its ugly head again. Um, that's something they're going to have to address. And you know, I mean, I, by process of elimination, I guess you know, Landon Roberts probably does wear the green dot. But, you know, maybe this is, we're going to see more of that three-safety look if Minka Fitzpatrick is back. If not, does that mean you're going to have uh, uh, Trenton Thompson okay. back out there again? Um, yeah, they, they didn't show any faith in putting Miles Killebrew back out there for that final series. So, yeah, it, it's just, you know, they're kind of stuck right now um, with what they want to do. But Mike Tomlin said they're not going to go outside. They, they expect them to stay in-house and bring up guys off the practice squad. So... You know, they're going to have to ride with what they have. And to me, Landon Roberts has to be the guy. And you're going to probably have to live or die with him out there in sub-packages. Yeah, let's be honest. They're not going outside the organization because there's no one left. I mean, look at who they've picked up. You know, these these guys that they picked up are basically scrap heap guys as it is. And, yeah, I think you wanted to put that out there with emphasis that, you know, we're staying in-house. Why? Well, because there's nobody else that's better out there. And look at what you had to scrape up already. I mean, I know it kind of came off as we believe in our guys. There's nobody else to believe in, I think is what it comes down to. Now, the run game for the Steelers, boy, I hope it's in gear like it has been the last two weeks because not just they need the yardage running the ball since they can't throw it effectively all that much, but also, to our previous point, keep Cleveland on the sideline. Yeah, you're going to have – that's about the best way they're going to have to win is, is to, you know, control the time of possession, something they haven't been very good at this year. But get the running game going. You know, try to keep the possessions down. Keep everything – you know, keep it as low scoring as you possibly have. And, you know, I mean, maybe you hope Kenny Pickett puts together another late drive. But, you know, as they saw this last game, you know, they were able to get drives early. So mm-hmm. they didn't, you know, didn't really need to be in that position. They just needed some Boswell field goals. 
And Boswell's been very good at that, and thankfully, I mean, they haven't left any points to the field when they've had to go to him. If the refs took three off, of course, the Jacksonville game. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you heard what Gene Steratour said on WDVE this morning, but I posted it at Trib Live. People who might not have seen it, you can check it out there. But uh, the way Gene was talking, first of all, he thought it was a good call when uh, the Packers got the benefit of an offensive pass interference when Calvin Austin was running across the field. Uh, He said that was the right call, uh, that it's on the onus of the receiver to avoid the defender in those Mm -hmm. situations. So he endorsed that call. And he stopped short basically of saying on the 25th time I looked at it, I do think that it was a backwards pass by Kenny Pickett, but that's kind of what he said. Um, I thought it was a lateral from the minute. I shouldn't say from the minute he threw it. When he threw it, I thought, boy, that looks close. And then when I saw it on replay, I thought for sure that was a lateral or a backwards pass, and I'm stunned that they didn't overturn it. I'm with Charles Davis on that interpretation of that call. I don't know what you thought. Yeah, from our vantage point in the press box, you couldn't tell anything live um, because we're on the other end of the the stadium. But then watching the replays, yeah, you're like, whoa, okay, that's dicey there. But it's hard because, you know, Jalen Warren is standing in front, leaning back. Um, so your your maybe your perception there is skewed by what you're seeing, you know whether he whether the pass is actually going. Well, he looks like he's in front of the line of scrimmage, or he's he's looking like he's reaching back for a ball that's thrown to him, so that connotes that yeah. he has had. But that's not the case. The ball still went backwards. Yeah, it, it, you know, and it, it you know it's deceiving to the eyes, and uh, you know the Steelers basically they got lucky with one there. I don't know how they would have you know adjudicated that would they put the ball where the they would have put it at the nine i don't think they they blew it dead before warren could have made an act of trying to tackle the guy but the clear recovery would have been to green bay and i I think they could have put it about the eight or nine yeah and you know like i said the steelers got away with one there and you know it's been that kind of season where they're you know pulling rabbits out of the hat at the end of games and late and um we'll just you know we'll see sunday if they can do it again well finally joe big picture here on where the steelers are and i know a lot has been made about how bad the offense has been agreed um there's been a lot made like you know mike greenberg said on his show yesterday on get up that they should just award mike tomlin coach of the year now in fact rename the award after him that strikes me as hyperbole because he's as much involved in the roster construction and why they stink for the first three quarters as he is involved and why they're good in the fourth. So I thought that was a little bit of a ridiculous statement for Greenberg to make, but he's made a couple of them as it relates to gushing about Mike Tomlin. Um, but I will say this, where they are right now at 6-3, and three, like I can't have a hyperbolic negative reaction, reaction or a positive reaction to it because this is where they should be. I mean, I, I think they should be here. If, if you had a view of the Steelers that they were going to be a 9-10 to 10 win team, they better have had five or six wins by this point in the season. You know, like, if you look at who they played and you look at the run of home games that they had and who they came against, you know, you look at that schedule, that four-week chunk coming out of the bye, yeah, they probably should have gone three and four in it. Like, we could have said that in August, you know. Um, you look going into the bye, you say, well, two of those divisional games are at home. If they're going to split in the division, they should get at least one, maybe two, and yeah, I get it. They got hammered by both San Francisco and Houston. Those were eye-catching results that make you think it's way worse than what it is. Houston's turned out to be a little bit better. You know, maybe San Francisco not as good. But I just think 6-3 and three to me is not 
wildly off the spectrum in either direction of where the Steelers should be. It's just circuitous how they've gotten here. Yeah, they haven't gotten there the way you thought they would. But yeah, they're six and three. And, and if you're a fan, I think you have to be happy with six and three because the way they played, they could be a lot worse than that. So they are six and three. You know, we've got these two big games coming up. And then you look, if you want to look past that, you know, you've got Arizona, New England, you've got games there you should win. There's three more winnable games that could get you to nine, and then it's how do you do in the four division games. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you have Indianapolis, which, you know, the, you think they should win out there. Um, you know, Seattle's going to be a tough game. But, yeah, then you've got these division teams. So, yeah, they're, they're right where in the thick of things. I think you have to be happy where they are. And if they just can hold their own in these division games, there's no reason they can't be, you know, one of these wild card teams. I don't know if they're good enough to win the division, but I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be in the playoffs. All right, that'll do it for us this week. We'll see where the Steelers are after their game against Cleveland on the road, and then we'll look ahead to the Cincinnati game next Tuesday after Mike Tomlin's news conference. Between now and then, read Joe at the Trib, Trib Live. You can check his workout all week long leading up to kickoff against the Browns. I'll be posting every morning at Breakfast with Ben's as well. This is Trib Live, and this is the Fans First Network.